What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and these are the CWREs. Only the best in professional wrestling year-end award show. Live in the Diamond Studios in San Francisco, California, with your host, me, Corey Smith, and the other two co-hosts of City Wrestling Radio, the CWROGs, Michael Vergara. Hello, hello, hello. And Jose Osegueda. How you doing? How's everybody doing out there? How are you guys doing? We all got our tuxes on, you know, for this special occasion. We all have every tro- each trophy for each and every individual. Every nomination that we have, we just brought a crate of trophies. And my back hurts, Corey. So stay tuned for the best in professional wrestling awards. Hey guys! Oh my God, that's really <laughs> abrupt. That is an abrupt ending. That was an abrupt ending, but uh, uh, you know. skip the you know the formalities are the formalities. You know, I spent all the money on the licensing of the music. Yeah, uh, yeah. When are they going to get that money? Anyways, like I said, I'm your host Corey Smith. <laughs> this is the CWREs. We're here to talk about the best of 2019 in professional wrestling, guys. Uh, so much has happened uh, from the highs to the absolute lows. What which a we'll season! Talk about what a season! What a season indeed. Um, but anyways, before we get into anything, I need to do the usuals. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR415, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with us. And all of our shows, um, all of our shows, like we have like 10 shows coming out in January. Well, I'm looking forward to every single one of them. Wow. Uh, you know, Wrestle Kingdom, The Rumble. Just, a, just an overall workhorse right the, there. The, yeah. the Rumble post show featuring special guest. Oh, that's right. You know. So, guys... Uh, thank you for tuning in. Anyways, let's get right into it. Let's start talking about 2019. Um, should we just start getting into the awards or? Um, yeah, I think so. I think the awards is, is a great way to just really to, just do it because show. it's more of a, like a reflective kind of situation. Like, yes, we are giving out who, you know, the best of the best, but as we normally usually do, it's just, it's just how, it's just a great way to recap what has been an auspicious year for professional wrestling. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there's been so much going on. But I will start with, uh, I guess we're going to start with best on the mic in 2019, guys, right? Best on the mic. Best uh, was, on the mic. Anyone want to go first? Stick. How about you, Corey? Uh, I'll go first. I mean, I think my choice is pretty obvious. Uh, Chris Jericho. Uh, he's my pick for best on the mic. Uh, Jericho has been the most entertaining person on the mic, given KO has been pretty decent, too. I mean, Kevin Owens in WWE. Uh, but Kevin Owens is restricted by what he can and can't say. I think Chris Jericho is given a little bit more free reign oh, with the microphone. And uh, he was even a really good commentator on uh, AEW a couple weeks ago. Well, I mean, that's just... On AEW Dynamite? Yeah. Well, uh, when he was he was putting on... He said, welcome back to AEW Dynamite. He was doing... He was, he was pr- essentially just doing their, their He was doing lead commentating uh, for it. So that, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Well... Um, but yeah, my, my pick goes to Chris... Christopher Jericho. Yes. Um, I will echo your sentiments. I also chose Chris Jericho best on the mic, mostly just by the laurels of his work. I don't want to say carry the promotion... But then he has brought it to a level comparable to its competition. Mm-hmm. You know, he has brought he when he's like succeeding. I think I feel like there's a certain aura in that everybody's succeeding. He makes dynamite and AEW as a whole just that more electric and exciting in general. And he's and he, all all while maintaining a heel persona. You know, like he he's just incredibly smart of what to say 
of when and when when to pander and when not to pander to the audience you know with the whole bad creative that too um that dude has been a t-shirt machine which i have no <laughs> doubt in my mind is bringing a lot of revenue coming you just made the list i mean that i, th- I think that's wwe or yeah he still right did there. it though he did once no he didn't he yeah. did the lexicon uh, well yeah, the lexicon okay. of jericho or whatever You're it's right. called but um uh, i also have some uh Actually, I have some honorable mentions as well. I think um, Daniel Bryan, his heel Mm -hmm. mic, his mic work has been also just phenomenal. I think especially super woke. Of course, of course. And like ever since he did that heel turn, he just became this, like you said, like super woke calling out Vince McMahon's boomer generation and all this other. Mm -hmm. He was he was pretty much being the okay boomer, the wrestler. Yeah. And within (laughs) and within WWE, that that is pretty insane to a point where like you could tell WWE and he said it himself that WWE has told him to rein it back a little bit. Even and even then he's been such like a, a way more compelling character than he has been in years um, another pick would be Excal- Excalibur and Tony Schiavone. I think. Oh yeah, Tony Schiavone. Ex- Excalibur, Shivani. I think, has done a tremendous job, uh, being your your like your beacon of like who or what AEW is, mm-hmm. and I think Tony Schiavone just brings this sort of cadence and. Um, he kind of sort of sort of it's like he literally just came back watching wrestling 20 years ago. You're, about, like, to, you're about to break up this commentating team, too, because you know, Tony Schiavone and Excalibur are going to walk in on Wednesday with these honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. And Jim's going to be like, hey, well, d- wait a minute, guys. Where, where's mine? I mean, it's I just, I think because Jim Ross is just Jim Ross. But then Tony. But then it was the spotlight was, I think, was way more on Excalibur and Tony Schiavone mm-hmm. and see how they would. How they would fit in a major promotion in 2019, and um, I mean, same could be said about Jim Ross. Like he is the lead commentator on that, but I think what those guys bring to the table, I you just can't help but yeah, absolutely, you just can't help but appreciate, honestly. But then, yeah. yep, I have to choose Chris Jericho because he's great. And the one thing about one more thing about Jericho is that he um, every segment he was in on AEW beat any segment he went face to face with on NXT. So in the ratings, yeah, yeah. So that's just. I kind of just feel like that's mostly that's because he. It's just it, because it's Jericho. people rather watch Jericho on the mic or on you know wrestling mm-hmm. than anything else in wrestling. So on oh, that day, yeah. Jose. Okay, I have co-winners. Oh, that's right. They're going to be sharing a trophy uh, every other day and alternate weekends. Um, that's a difficult schedule. Like, at least with the Stanley Cup, they get it like 30 days, 30 days, 30 days. You, you're making... Okay, no, I get it. Yeah. Back and forth. Uh, Chris Jericho, okay. number one, so I echo your statements. Samoa Joe. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So this guy, uh, for the majority of his time in WWE, he's been working as a heel. Night, but night, just AJ. recently, he's turning face, and he's been a great commentator. He's been a really good commentator. It looks like he's going to be returning to the ring soon as a face. And I can't wait to hear the promos that mean, come out of that. Does God, that mean Dio yeah. Madden's coming back as a commentator? I think it's just going to be the two-man booth at this point. They're going to be a tag Dio, team. Dio Madden and Samojo. There you go. It could be. that. That's a possibility. I just think the idea of Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe being your 1A, 1B baby faces for Monday Night Raw, just like two absolute uh, like plus-size badasses. Mm-hmm. Um, Destination XL. They could, yeah, they could easily... Honestly, they could easily make Monday Night Raw... Uh, like a way more intriguing weekly show than it has any right to be, honestly. Well, yeah, um, I think WWE Raw is—it's hard to—it's hard to look at Raw, and we'll get—we'll talk a little it's bit more about Raw. It's hard to watch Raw. 
later. That's why we stopped doing reviews on Raw, you know? Yeah. I didn't even watch the Christmas episode. I felt so good. Nobody about did, it. apparently. I, I felt so good about that. I was like, oh, I'm going to stretch. I go to bed early. Yeah, I had it in the background while I was building a model. Nice. Do you have like a 1.8 like rating like at its, at its highest? I don't yeah. even care yeah. about Raw yeah. sometimes. Anyways, let's move on to uh, best weekly show since we're talking about Monday Night Raw. Um, guys, that so... Michael, you go first on this one. Uh, I'm going to go with NXT. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this was, uh, it was a 49-51 split for this between Di- this and Dynamite, but then I just hmm. felt like that once once the whole Wednesday Night Wars thing was actually kind of going on, I felt that the majority of the time, I it really shows that, and okay, there's yeah. somebody just singing outside there. It's, it, this is a studio. This yeah. is, we're in a recording environment. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, and so like, Going back and forth with NXT and Dynamite, I said it way more times that NXT was just objectively the better show. Yeah. Um, Dynamite probably had like Dynamite did provide a lot more excitement to just in general. Like I was I was actively looking actually looking forward to Dynamite every week. It's it's something I haven't felt about in a in a, in a television a weekly television show in a very long time. Right. But with NXT, they just brought they they brought it they brought it to the table they yeah. brought their hot, like hottest matches even though and it didn't and it, they all felt fresh um, everybody got like they somehow just knew how to just juggle all this talent because they can they have they, they have the ability to sign everything everybody under the sun and they just they are just able to capitalize their roster on a level that just makes it the best weekly mm-hmm. you know show out there yeah Jose. AEW Dynamite. Oh, it's just a palate cleanser. It's yeah. you know it's refreshing. It's good to see all these n- new talents come up. Um, NXT's been around the whole year, so they kind of have a little bit of an edge to them. I would say that is their edge. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, Dynamite's only been around since what October. Yeah, yeah. so it's it's hard to nominate them number one, but production value is what pushes them over the edge for me. Hey, Dynamite, Dynamite. Okay, watching NXT is like watching. An indie show done at a high school gym. Watching Dynamite, you get the sense that it's a big arena. It's the show. It's big time. If you flash back and forth between the channels, Dynamite looks like the show. Whereas yeah. I, NXT, just, the, just the overall look of it. NXT right, can right. kind of have sometimes that, um, <clears throat> sometimes that, like, I just turned on ESPN Saturday morning. And exactly. Like a Saturday, yeah. what was it, WCW Saturday morning? I think it was called Saturday night. Saturday, well, but they, night they aired it in the morning. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm just going to have, I'm going to have to counterpoint that argument by saying there, we were talking about like in certain slacks. Well, I was the one who would say like on Slack because I would watch it live is like there were some, there were some really, really bad audio issues on their end and uh, during episodes of Dynamite. And but that goes back to, you know, them being brand new. Yeah, you yeah. Know, they're three months into the game. They're learning. They're going to face these bumps on the, yeah. on the road. And then NXT had plenty of time to polish up. And there's also like weird timing miscues that like Ed Dynamite would actually do. And then they, when the whole picture in picture deal, like they actually shoot angles using picture in picture, mm-hmm. which I just think like, okay, these these mistakes. I think one week is good, but they've done it multiple times, and they need to really iron it out. But just because of that, they. They're gonna have to be second. They're gonna have to be second. That's place. what knocks them off a tier for you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I get it. I get it. Corey. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, I I have to, I have to settle this feud. Unfortunately, Jose, I'm sorry, sorry. but okay. I did pick NXT as well um, for the simple fact that AEW AEW is great, and but it's only been around for a few months, and just 
it, it, it NXT has been continuing to deliver over and over again with great matches. Yeah, they have awesome matches. And yeah. I feel like they might be like blowing their load early, which is a huge mm. load to be blowing. But it's it's consistent. Every takeover has been good. Even besides that, NXT the show weekly show. Um, I mean, it's been the funniest show to watch. Or the funnest, I'm sorry, funnest show to watch in 2019. <laughs> they struck gold a long time ago and haven't stopped. Uh, this is far uh, by the most uh, challenging year for NXT, actually, going head-to-head with AEW Dynamite on Wednesday night, separating themselves as a separate show, not just a developmental brand. Uh, NXT feels like uh, a brand to get behind and is actually made for the hardcore fans. Uh, WWE, it, it's they can do this because WWE has Raw and SmackDown, and that's how they get their casual fans in. Whereas yeah. AEW is trying to get the hardcores, the casuals, and everyone in one show. By destroying every UK Indian town. Oh, well. um, They're all pissed over there. Um, but uh, WWE, like I said, can bring in the casual fans to the Raw and SmackDown. And uh, the only moment people got scared this year for NXT was when we heard main roster talent was going to be brought down to NXT. But uh, despite all that, the additions of Finn Balor, Leo Rush, and now... The NXT Cruiserweight Championship, I think, has really put it over the the edge. Yeah. So. Th- those were the right chords to strike. Sh- shock the system. Mm-hmm. And, it's, <laughs> and it's, it's I think not enough can be said as about how hard it is to actually maintain a weekly show when you're running a wrestling promotion. Yeah. And I think NXT kind of just has that unfair advantage of, you know, having millions upon millions of people not millions, but then like they have like hundreds of thousands of just like people at their disposal. Like they have every resource under the sun. Yeah, yeah. While AEW, they're a startup. Like yeah, no matter absolutely. what, they're just like they are starting from the ground up. They have to build everything and anything from scratch. Yeah. While NXT, it's established. Um, it's already has that goodwill. You know what you're getting out of NXT. But I think by when push came to shove with Dynamite, I think NXT like more than stood their ground. In fact, they've become the better show in my opinion. Yeah. To be determined. All right. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. Like 2020 is going to like as much as we love the stuff that we love in 2019, like 2020 between these two shows, I think is just going to be even like bigger. Not to derail, but I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Do you think this small uh, holiday break AEW is taking is going to hurt or help? Help. I think it's going to help because they're resetting their records. Also, Uh, they're officially resetting it as of the, the return from the break. Yeah. Okay. well. Well, they, I guess every they year come they back January one, right? Yeah, so mm-hmm. the beginning of the year. Honestly, it's it's it actually is kind of refreshing. Like I I know they want to keep like it, like they want to keep up with their weekly ratings as much as they can. But I think uh, it's kind of beneficial for the promotion to have a week off. The first the the first episode of the year on the first is going to get really good ratings because if you notice during the impeachment the ratings went down because I think that there's more casual fans trying to get back into wrestling. Yeah. And they were like, no, I want to be more informed. I'm going to go watch this. Mm-hmm. And then we had a week off. Now they're going to be like, oh, damn, I really want to watch AEW now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's going to be brand new. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to have a hot show, I think. Coming oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. Anyways, next, uh, the next category we have is uh, best special event or best pay-per-view. Uh, Jose, do you want to start with this one? Best special event or pay-per-view. Where do I have that on my notes? It, it's an award we give every single year here at City Wrestling Radio. Yeah. We hold um, very special to us. Go Very ahead. conflicted. Uh, because All Out was such a fun show to watch. Yeah. But Wrestle Kingdom last year, uh, well, at the beginning of the year, 
It, yeah, that's it's, was, a, it's hard. It's a hard to like really process that Wrestle Kingdom is this year, but January fourth, very early, in, yeah, early no, on. But in. it had me up at five o'clock in the morning, still watching. Oh yeah, yeah. I got good so, news for you for those two shows. They start at nine p.m. Oh, thank God, both of I think so. Oh, thank, God. thank God. So you know, it was a tight squeeze, but being that Wrestle Kingdom kept me up so late and so early in the morning, yeah, yeah. they get the nod. Yeah. I mean, Wrestle Kingdom definitely you stayed was. awake. That's I its best. Awake. That's its best quality. It, it kept me. It no, kept me. Well, you know, there's some. There's a lot of WWE pay per views. I mean, I've napped through WWE pay per views. Oh, oh man, you don't even. Wow. You don't even know, man. In prime time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. And, so. and, and New Japan is just stacked. No, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They're no. stacked, and they're gonna be stacked for the next like decade or so. Yeah, also. yeah. And last year um, was a reset button kind of for them. It was kind of a panic button. They hit because you know the Bucks and Kenny Omega leaving. This isn't the first time they've ever felt they faced this situation. Though. I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, they Gallows and Anderson, yeah, and Nakamura and yeah. Shinsuke Nakamura Just leaving. leaving. Too. He's like, oh, by the way, I forgot, oh. to, I forgot to drop the title to someone here. Just take it. It's <laughs> fine. Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm gonna go best pay per view, uh, NXT Takeover Toronto. For real? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, wow. I, I really enjoyed that show from top to bottom. Uh, was it the the final two out of three falls match? This is the one before SummerSlam. Uh, two out of three falls match, Adam yeah. Cole, Johnny Gargano. Uh, even though the Mia Yim, Shayna Baszler, it, it, it was what it was. Um, from top to bottom, I think it was just the most fun show I had watching this year. Um, yeah. I don't, uh, I don't really have a lot to say about you know why, but it was really a good show. So good show. Good, good show. Uh, best special event. Oh, yeah, hold on. Oh, Velveteen Dream defeating uh, Pete Dunne and uh, Roderick Strong, too. I'm oh, glad you God. didn't leave that out. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, best special event. My choice is All Elite Wrestling, Double or Nothing. Double Me, in my nothing. opinion, in, Los, in the MGM Grand Theater, this saw the debut of one John Moxley. This had cool. Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, cool. which was my feud of the year. Uh, I know the nomination's been discontinued, but I have to say that out <laughs> loud right now. Um, they had that whole angle with him needing his brother. Um, that, I honestly, like... That show, uh, that Double or Nothing show, really solidified AEW as actual legit competition to WWE. Um, every like I myself was a little bit skeptical coming into All In, thinking like, okay, this is just a, this is you know just a little fun little indie show. They're gonna just gather as much people off. as they can. Yeah. But as soon as they got Double or Nothing, and as soon as they had like the backing of Tony Khan just going behind this and having a like. Seeing the Ross, like seeing the roster that they have, and having those road twos, those road, yeah. like the like the road to all or like road double to all or double or nothing, and all this, it really stepped. It really put AEW on a level that you can only like that most wrestling promotions kind of in North America just kind of dream for. Honestly, yeah, like it brought a level of excitement to me as a wrestling fan. Uh, not I haven't seen like I've just never felt before, mm-hmm. or in at least in a while, and they. They really knocked it out of the park with that event. Well, so. the debut of Moxley was really cool. Was, was yes, like, very know, much so. No one really thought he was going to show up there, and there he was. And like Cody and du- like, and then Cody Rhodes and Dustin Rhodes just like just straight up killing it in the ring right there. And well, it was definitely the resurgence of Dustin Rhodes too. Of course, or and, uh, yeah, Dustin. That was uh, Lucha Brothers Young Bucks too, right? Of was course. That, yeah. Was that Escalera de la Muerte? No, that's no, all no, out. That's oh, all out. That's all out. Okay. Yeah. Which I will. Which we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. I'm gonna go on to this next category. I'm gonna start with this one. Best promotion of 2019. You know, looking at all these promotions, there's so many we can pick from. We we could pick from Ring of Honor, but why waste our vote? <laughs> uh, we could pick from uh, WWE. We could pick from. But I'm gonna make my pick. It's New Japan Pro Wrestling. 
I mean, I think I've, this is my third year in a row picking this. Mm-hmm. Um, New Japan Pro Wrestling has been the most consistent wrestling promotion in 2019. Uh, they stay deathly true to their storylines. Whether Kenny Omega's there or not, they're going to push that character, <laughs> Kenny Omega, to the, uh, the next Wrestle Kingdom. Um, the storylines, like I said, they're very consistent, even with talent leaving. Uh, it, it just has this like really cool factor about it. Like you watch New Japan Pro Wrestling, you're like, I'm watching the cool shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> also, G1 kind of plays a factor into that yeah, as well. Yeah, G1 was amazing this year, too. And I think it's probably the best tournament they've ever had that year. And it was the first G1 where I've watched every single match. You and me both, man. Yeah, and we'll do it again next year. Oh, no. Um, hey, that, it's actually going to be different this year because considering the, the Olympics, actually. Well, it's just later, right? I think or so. Or is it shorter? I mean, I don't know. I think, no, I think they hold in October, <laughs> which is... Eh, whatever. Yeah. October's a dead period anyway. Uh, they're Go trying ahead. to expand to the U.S., which I don't really know how they're going to do, given that they don't really have a TV deal now. Mm. But um, we'll see. You know, I'm not talking about 2020. I'm talking about 2019. Yeah. Um, they've been great. Every show I've been to of theirs was fantastic. I saw them twice this year, once with you at the Super J Cup, mm-hmm. where we saw uh, Hungover Will Ospreay. And he really liked the burritos from, uh, what's it? What the fuck is La Tocoria. No, no. It's the one in Stonestown. Chipotle. Oh, God. Oh, I, was gonna, I mean, hey, that dude's there for like a day. I'll get those from everywhere. And they're, you right, know. And they're right next to a Stonestown. So um, like might as yeah. well. Oh, and uh, yeah. And then I saw them at the um, the show in San Jose a couple months back. Uh, it was Jushin Thunder Liger's last U.S. match. And it was just the, I, I met Harold May. Mm-hmm. He gave me a sticker. He said, thank you. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably in a Jushin Thunder Liger uh, tribute video somewhere. Nice. And for some reason, I'm the most featured. Like I've been featured on New Japan. Like, like I don't know. This their is social true media, this is true their story. TV, yeah. like multiple times. So mm-hmm. either they're like, no, that's the guy we keep showing. He'll be like one of. I our think he's fans. the face of the U.S. expansion <gasps> fan. Oh, I'll Honestly. be like the green shirt guy in the in the WWE. You'd be like Vladimir in every ECW show. I don't know. Uh, he the, no, he has the he has it's whatever. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'll go. Uh, New Japan. Okay, they're stacked. Yeah. Two for two. N- nobody is underutilized. Everybody has purpose. The way these guys conduct business, uh, by the ways of letting Moxley wrestle, you know, dual promotions, you know, Jericho to too. Jericho. These guys just know how to do it. Uh, let, let's hope that expansion in the U.S. works out. It, they, they don't have a, a. I've never seen a match in New Japan where I was like, "Oh, this is so boring." Oh, this is so boring. Oh, Maybe. I mean, they have matches. They have have matches and like they have tag matches where like, is this really necessary? Yeah, but it's never boring. It's like, okay, that was good. Yeah. Okay, cool. Show to, I mean, their tag matches remind me a lot of Mexico tag matches. Yamara. Yeah. You know, fun, high paced action. These guys just know what they're doing. Get out there and earn your paycheck, guys. Yeah. Pretty much. (sighs) I really wanted to say AEW. I really did. I did too. But it's Um, it's too new. It's too new. It's also, I mean, really in the sense, it's. It's not technically new in the sense of they announced the you know concept they announced the promotion in January first. The end of right? Dune shows and the Tokyo Dome and just if I were to say a promotion who had the most imp- most significant impact is it impact to wrestling? No, it's <laughs> no, not. Oh my god, that most in- no. Even though impact so. hasn't been hasn't been outright terrible, but then like as far as like adding leverage to the wrestlers everywhere, not just WWE, right? Um, and giving, giving like you know, giving the power to the power to the boys and the girls in the back. And as much as I really want to say AEW, I do think it is too new. There are too many mistakes going on right now. 
in particular their booking and their overall production woes. Yeah, we could so, be having a different conversation next year. Yeah. So it can't. It's 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 maybe next time, kid. Mm-hmm. And that kid being AEW. And so I just have to echo my sentiments and say it's, it has to be New Japan because Duh. they have. Yeah, they have brought the most. Why do you always bring out the soundboards every time I talk? <laughs> Sorry, it's the only time I'm like looking at you and I'm like. Anyways. Um. So yeah, I I'm just gonna have to I I'm going to have to choose New Japan and unanimous. These guys have they they've been killing it. They've they've wow. showed they have presented the best tournament they could. You could possibly ever have. We need to present a award to Harold May somehow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if it gets us new, if it gets us free tickets, sure. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's where wrestling's at. It's the best wrestling in the world, and it's continuing to be. And we'll see what 2020 brings us. Woo! All right. That brings us to our most improved wrestler of the year, um, because you know wrestling is a journey that everyone goes on from start to finish. You know, I think in the local promotion, there's a young man named uh, Starboy Charlie. Changes his name sometimes. Sometimes he's Cowboy Charlie. But Charlie, he's like 15 years old. He's he's really improved. I just wanted to give a shout out to him. Good stuff. But I have no idea who this is. But yeah, I was going to say, is but, this your pick? <laughs> no, it's not. I'm okay. just giving an example from, you know. Is this person real? <laughs> just beginning to the, um, the Rock and Roll Express winning the NWA titles. Improvements happen all over in the world <laughs> of wrestling. But my pick for most improved is one, John Moxley, baby. Really? John Moxley. Okay. Um, Back in, uh, was it January of 2019, WWE announced that Dean Ambrose would be leaving, uh, rejecting signing a new contract. Everyone thought this was really weird, which I admit I thought it was a work. Uh, during this time, uh, John Moxley made his return. He showed up at Double or Nothing. Sick Nick Mondo made a video for him uh, at, at, for, for, for his Twitter account, and that was his one tweet, which is amazing. Exactly. And then he showed up in New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. I mean, let's not forget the talk is. Do you did you mention the talk is Jericho? No, I haven't talked about the talk is Jericho. Let's not put like that. If anything, that is the game changer for that guy and for a lot of people. The talk is Jericho podcast where he really you know let loose on WWE and kind of you know everything he really wanted to say. There's things he didn't want to say too, and pretty much just confirmed everyone's just complaint about that promotion exactly um so if you really look at it from start to finish who has the most improved position in the world of wrestling it has to be dean ambrose slash john moxley because look at him a year ago you know talking about you know roman having forced to talk about roman reigns leukemia on tv to now where he's he wasn't exactly. Uh, oh, he was in the. G- well, he, he wasn't exactly forced to say it. Eh. It was he would no. The the in talks Jericho. I've listened to this many many times. In fact, if we had a podcast of the year, it'd be City Wrestling Radio. But a close second yeah, yeah. would be Talks Jericho. Yeah, right, right, right. John Moxley. But when he said um, he fought so hard to get rid of the pooper scooper line that he didn't realize that he was gonna say the leukemia line, and as soon as he did, he felt automatically terrible. Yeah, because that's it, that just go. He just he was just kind of exposing just the way they operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At that point, and um, yeah, John Moxley is your choice for uh, most improved. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, was, I had a little bit more to say to him about him, but you know, G one climax twenty nine, uh, almost making it to the finals, you know, but lost five times in a row. But, but, uh, hey, but they, you but know they, what? But then, hey, come on, man. going from the goofy sports entertainer Dean Ambrose to the purveyor of violence, a hardcore wrestler who doesn't take no shit from no one, John Moxley is my most improved of twenty nineteen. So, but. Uh, Good, a good speech. Thank you. Um, I will say that John Moxley will get there. Yeah. Um, but for my most improved 
wrestler of 2019. I saw this as a way of somebody who has gone from the bottom of the bottoms to gotten out of running about now. Yeah, yeah, no, and to an up like to you know to a certain peak that you know DJ-Z. that they should that I feel like they they got to a place where they deserve it. And so my choice was Leo Rush. Oh, starting from being Bobby Lashley's oh. manager, being the squirrely asshole. <laughs> By and also wanting Bobby Lashley to see his asshole, yes, um, with that with the greatest oh, pose. God, why'd you remind um, me of that? Him to from him yelling Lashley, Lashley with a microphone to the dismay of everybody there. To him, even uh, to him to his behind the scenes antics of you know make, like bringing his wife into the backstage uh, locker room with the women. Um, him wanting to just having these outright demands, being just a total diva. Yeah. Um, and then and then it all and then him hitting a certain rock bottom and then going to NXT having these killer killer matches over there winning the cruiserweight championship and losing then, the cruiserweight champion even losing no that. yeah winning the cruiserweight championship and then having killer killer matches especially the ones that he's had against Angel Garza who I think yeah. is somebody to look out for in 2020 but we'll get there and just in general, like that moment when he won the Cruiserweight Championship and then having it like having it presented to him by William Regal, like you could tell how like you could see him being very emotional getting it because like he, this guy was Here like, you go, young man. No, there was a period where like, I don't know whether or not this guy's probably going to like ever do anything within that company. They're not going to release him given how like they're, you know, they operate. But then like this guy could just be just be toiling forever. But then no, they took a chance on him. He's what like in his mid twenties, as crazy as that sounds. He's very young. Yes. Yeah. And, um, he has just been among the many, among the many bright spots of NXT, but he is among the brightest, like his, like he is just, he is just so killer. And so I have to, I have to give it to Leo rush considering where he came from and where he is right now. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, Leo rush. Uh, this one was kind of tough for me. Um, but my pick is, one known as El Rey Mysterio. Oh, hell oh. yeah. Okay. That's yeah. a good one. Um, and his mic work has been improving so much lately. It's the best he's ever been. Yeah. Yeah. Mic wise. Here's the best my he's homie. Ever um, I, I've been really impressed with the work rate he's, he's been given at his age and with all those injuries he's had. Of course. So this guy gets my award this year. Thank you, Ray. And thank you, Colombian stem cells, for injecting straight up into <laughs> Rey Mysterio. Is that what happened? Yeah, that's what he did. Like he, and then he was also contractually obligated to make like videos of him saying, "This is the really good stuff right here, man." <laughs> oh my god! Hey, that's probably why his son's so tall. Actually, I mean, yeah, Dominic was what's good. watch out for in 2020. <laughs> Just watch out Dominic. for him in general. He might stomp, he might trample everybody. Ah, he's a giant. Okay, next, uh, next category is uh, best angle. Yeah, an angle can be defined as acute, a right. Or a way to get into a storyline in professional wrestling. Okay. Uh, Michael or Jose, who wants to go first here? I'll go first. You go first. Yeah. You, you. The Daniel Bryan cardboard belt. It's amazing. That is the best angle of the year for me. It, it just re, um, re, reestablished, it reestablished him. him and it just gave him a better rock to stand on. Yeah, if if you get what I'm trying to say, yeah, um, like it, he could it solidified just, his his run and his personality and his character at the time. It was just an amalgamation of that resurgence. Yeah, yeah. Well, because there's a lot of wrestlers out there that, um, you know, they have a personality, they have you know qualities that define them, but at the same time, the belt is 
just the belt around them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. This actually defined him. He, exactly. He had the hemp belt uh, mm-hmm. with the wood placker and like the, I would. They were supposed to be made out of like little like jade, g- whatever those little rocks. It's an amazing looking title too. I if they had they're they're idiots for not selling them. That and Baby Yoda are did. two of the things. No, it's just like custom like red bubble stuff, red bubble belts. Mm. You know that you can only you, belt. Could, you could buy it for like three grand, and I'm like I'm not gonna pay for three grand. <laughs> How do you sell that mask? Belt, but not that one. Well, that, people, makes, that was seven grand. Well, because people are idiots, yeah, yeah. Jose. Because people are idiots. Yeah. I, I are there people out there that buy that bought those belts? Were there actually pictures of people? with We them? should look into that. I haven't seen anybody wear, okay. uh, <laughs> bring one to the crowd. I, someone asked Meltzer. Okay, we need to find this person and interview them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So what? What made you do that? Okay. I'm How an much, idiot. I'm an idiot. How much disposable income you have? Honestly, like, like I could see like one of those people who like who are like who go to every show. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you yeah, see yeah. the Brock Lesnar shirt guy, that guy with the suit. Oh, they have the mm. hurt and heel, uh, like uh, gloves, gloves on. Yeah. Yeah. They have the mask on too. But anyways, Michael. God bless him. Um, best angle or moment? Okay. Uh, again, this was a this was a this was a fight between two uh, particular moments that I. But then they both involved the same person. But I'm just going to say the winner of the best angle goes to Cody Rhodes breaking the glass. And attacking Chris Jericho out of his private suite on Dynamite. I thought this brought, when that happened, as this was happening, I just thought this was during a moment where everybody was just complaining about how heels are just being super pathetic in professional wrestling. Mm. This moment right here just brought like, just brought a certain fire to your top babyface in Cody Rhodes, him breaking the glass and then seeing all the inner circle (laughs) members of Jericho, Sammy Guevara. Um, proud and powerful, just like <laughs> look at him. Oh no, wait a minute. Oh like, no, oh no, he's breaking. Oh no, oh no, he's breaking the glass. And then just them brawling to the state, like brawling to the outside concessions. This brought yeah. a level of excitement to dynamite that was just, just phenomenal. In fact, if I were to make a put an award for best like weekly episode, mm-hmm. it would be that one, honestly. Um, but it was gonna be, it's, it's that's the winner. My honorable mention would be. Cody Rhodes telling Dustin that he needs his brother because Cody Rhodes is the best angle for you. Yeah, Cody Rhodes had a has a whopper of a year, so I might say the best year. Um, He was in a lot of my honorable mentions. Yeah, Um, yeah, this is him saying that, saying, telling, asking Dustin that he needs his brother. I like. I don't. I don't cry a lot. Like in that, general, that or especially you, yeah. during, especially during like movies or any type of like entertainment. Oh, I cry all the time. <laughs> Me too. But <laughs> let's just say, like, I think it's once you hit like twenty nine. Yeah. <laughs> it came close when that happened and when they hugged and like seeing that being the culmination of God that. damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the tears aren't coming. The yeah. tears aren't coming. So. That's a forty nine fifty one for me regarding those, but then it's 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 those two. Like seriously, like Cody Rhodes has just you know to a point where it's kind of just weird that Cody Rhodes has just been the consistently the best part, and that it shouldn't be weird that he's consistently the best part of AEW. Yeah, considering you know what everybody else is in the elite. Yeah, he is. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, I'm gonna go my best angle of the year. Um, it's one that uh, neither of you guys even mentioned, but Ooh. Becky Lynch. Royal Rumble number thirty-one mm. coming out and taking the place was it of Lana that was injured. Yeah, yeah. Lana was injured. Fit Finley was the one who made the call. Yeah, those, those Irish he's, bastards. He's, yeah, get in there, <laughs> get in there, Becky. Uh, but everyone was wondering when Becky would come out. Uh, number thirty hits. No Becky comes out. Uh, so I think that really brought everyone down for a moment. 
uh, to this point where they're like, they're really not going to put Becky in this rumble. All of a sudden, Becky comes out because Lana never officially it was Daniel entered. Daniel Bryan, mm-hmm. 2014, all over again. <laughs> well, Daniel Bryan never came out, right? Never came out. So, so they were just kind of playing with that. Exactly. So they played the audience, but they brought us back up when Becky Lynch came out and says, oh, let me go in there. <laughs> and he said, oh, you get in there, Becky. That wasn't a bad rumble, honestly. No, it wasn't. Also, no, it like you know, it like, almost made my uh, my my best women's match of the it's, year. It's one of the uh, one of the few WWE highlights for the year because it was also it was the it was one of those instances where the obvious choice won and nobody like felt bad about it. Like yeah. Seth Rollins, we knew Seth Rollins was going to win this. This was planned all along. In the, when that happened, it was still pretty pretty good. Also, freaking Nia Jax. Oh, going, yeah. good, doing, right, right. Uh, doing what she did during that rumble. I thought she was actually pretty g- great in how they handled her. Um, did Randy Orton do an RKO on her? I don't yeah, know. no, he did. Yeah, he did, didn't he? I think so. Yeah, so, and she, everyone was like, "Oh my god, intergender wrestling's back!" Uh-huh. Yeah, and all the uh, that's what helped her get eliminated, right? What's yeah. up? Yeah, yeah. Shows how much shows how much how great that rumble was. If we don't remember it, we we did. We figured it out. Okay. But anyways, let's go to our next award. Uh, is uh, hottest. Oh, that's hot. Hottest streak of 2019. I think I'll start with this one. I think, uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, Will Ospreay. Ooh. I think Will Ospreay has... That's a good, that's a good 12 months. Uh, best of the Super <laughs> Juniors winner. Uh, competed in the G1 as a light heavyweight, although he didn't really do much in the G1. He was oh, the, he's had so, he had some of the best matches in the entire tournament. Absolutely. No, he absolutely did. But what I'm saying is he didn't really have a lot of wins in the G1. Oh, uh, sometimes that's so, just... It's so, fine, but that's how New Japan books. As long as you get a good showing. Uh, versus the Amazing Red in the Super J Cup, night one of Tacoma, uh, performing uh, hungover night two of the Super J Cup. Against and, Show, I think, right? Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. It was, that uh, it was match was amazing. That and was then an amazing match to be there I, live for. When, I was, when we were both there live, we saw Meltzer there. Um, uh, you know, I uh, shook I his hand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a moment. I shook his hand. It's a very. It felt like sandpaper, to be honest. Yeah, he yeah. wore that really, really weird looking hoodie. There, he was looking that for Penelope a seat. Ford gave him. Yeah, he was looking for a seat. We had he. There was that one seat next to me that he didn't take, but he almost. I was did. like, man, can you imagine what? I mean, <laughs> I the dudes. Like, wore, but then, like, he was given better seats. I'm like picking, peeking over at Meltzer's notes. They were going. They were like. They were freaking. Giving him guff. No, not giving him guff. Like he had, he like he, when they asked when that one person asked, like, "Do you have a ticket?" I'm like, "You're really asking Dave Meltzer." I, everybody, yeah, everybody was like, "It's Dave Meltzer, dude." Come on, yeah. And yeah. so like that was kind of funny. That was actually kind of a weird, humbling moment to see him kind of str- like yeah. they. But then they they made made it work. Apparently, Cain Velasquez was on that show too. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was there. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless. Will Ospreay <laughs> on a streak. It's my pick for 2019. You know, we talk about stuff that happened throughout this year, and that's and a that is a very he's still big the, uh, the light heavyweight champion. So, junior. junior, junior, junior. Him against uh, Hiromu Takahashi, which man, watch out for in 2020. Yeah. That match is going to be amazing. Okay, so hottest streak for me, it's Adam Cole and his Survivor Series weekend of death. Boom. Mm. Um, him that for for some ungodly reason they booked Adam Cole to wrestle every match of like in every day of that of that Survivor Series weekend. You got Raw, Takeover. Smackdown. Yep, they got the SmackDown match with him against Daniel Bryan in the best match of the history of Smack, well, Friday Night SmackDown on Fox. Okay. Um, you got him. You got him doing that takeover match where he War pretty games. much yeah NXT yeah NXT takeover War Games match again and where he took that cradle. Um, that cradle suplex from Tommaso Chabba on the top into the table oh, to a very, very concerned Britt Baker. And me. 
and everybody. That's and then Adam the, Cole's girlfriend. And then the next day, he freaking wrestles a fucking banger of a match like against a banger of an individual, of Pete Dunn. Yeah. And him winning that match and just just overall having just performing at that consistent level and just never stop, never stopping. And then the Wednesday, the Wednesday after like the NXT afterwards, him just taking the the ultimate bump against Keith Lee when he was pushed in like he was just oh, shoved yeah. into oblivion in no. front of that crowd. It's just Adam Cole, dude. He like he's in my top 10 for sure. Yeah, might might be top, definitely. like pro, definitely top five, and that uh, just he just he straight up just killed it by being killed. That's the hottest streak of 2019, in my opinion. Jose, the one Will Osprey. Oh, two for Will William Osprey from yeah. Essex. Yeah, and, and you know what's for- been fun is catching up online with a lot of the um, matches that I missed throughout the year, and access has been pretty handy too. Not anymore. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, not anymore, but. They've been pretty handy for watching wrestling on Saturday nights. It's weird watching Impact and then yeah. watching New Japan right after. Yeah. It's the strangest it's just, it's thing. It's two different things. It's really. so jarring. One super storyline, like mm-hmm. kind of comedy, mm-hmm. actual American pro wrestling were the other ones. I want to get yeah, it. All action. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Will Ospreay. Um, him yeah. and his sword. And he's also, like every time I've met him, he's also been super chill. Awesome. Even that one time where I followed him into a hot topic. I thought you were going to say hot tub. No, hot topic. <laughs> he was with uh, Bea Priestley. Ooh. And I said, hey, She Will. seems he, like a person who would go to a hot topic. I said, hey, Will. He goes, oh, are you doing Mike? But he kept walking with his head down. I said, oh, why did I say hi to you in public? I Never mind. Bye. I'm sure he was okay. I think, oh, whatever. Anyways, let's move on, shall we? We all went, right? Or did you? you yeah, we all went. Yeah. I went. Cool. Yeah. Next up, uh, so we're getting to the matches of the year. Uh, there's That's the, the one thing that professional wrestling cannot go without is a good oh, yeah. match. I forgot. You do wrestling matches on this. Sometimes WWE Raw tries to go without it, but nonetheless, they need matches. Um, here, we're going to start naming our favorite uh, category. We have three categories for this. Male uh, match of the year, female match of the year, and tag match of the year. I'm going to start with male match of the year. And it's Kota Ibushi defeating Kazuchika Okada in the G1 Climax A Block Finals. For real? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Match. It was a damn good match, um, and it's a prelude to what's going to happen at Wrestle Kingdom, I believe. But we'll get there, yeah, in the coming days. Later, <laughs> anyways. Uh, yeah, no, I think the G One Climax. It was really, um, it was. How do you say the sugar on top of it for it was Kota cherry Bushi. on top? Cherry on top. Yeah, winning the G One Climax that right after that against Jay White. It was just. I mean, I might even say that was the best match in the G One. Really? <laughs> uh, no, it's crazy to think about that. But then I remember, I always, I never really think of like when I would think about like best matches in terms of just what it like what it actually is. I rather think about what I felt like watching it mm-hmm. and watching Jay White versus Kota Ibushi. There was more of a heel face dynamic with that. You there was really just so, didn't want Jay White to win. There was so much. Yes, there was so much intrigue and heat. Like, oh fuck, they're really gonna they're really gonna do Jay White and Tokyo Dome. Like, sure, why not? But then, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. They that's still might. But yeah, Kota Ibushi and Kazuchika Okada. Yeah, male match of the year. Great. Uh, so my best male match, the best man. Best male match of the year, yes. It's going to be a bit of a curveball, but I think 
I don't think so. It's Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls. NXT TakeOver New York 2019. To me, I was watching it with you in this very chair that I'm sitting on. You know how I felt as I was watching it. You know that point I made where I you just gotta you got I gotta go with my gut and my heart saying saying this and watching that match was just pure fucking magic to me. This was John this was pretty much John Cena booking done very well. Oh yeah. Like this was John Cena booking in 2019. So like all this People really, really hate the Johnny Gargano near falls or the matches that he kind of has. Mm. But there was no doubt in my mind. Like, I bought every, uh, like, false finish going into there, going into that match with the Undisputed Era interference with the whole, just all these, you know, all these last shots. And then just thinking, like, is Gargano actually going to do this? Is he actually going to do this? And then when he does, when he makes Adam Cole tap out, I lost my proverbial shit. I thought Adam Cole won that match. No, this is this is the first one. Remember, these guys had had it twice. Oh, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Well, the this first one wasn't two out of three falls, was it? I thought it was because yeah. Adam Cole got the first pinfall. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh. Yeah, and so I mean, I could be wrong. How how, how embarrassing would that be? But still, yeah, no, that's the NXT Takeover. Uh, yeah, Johnny like Johnny Gargano. I remember the podcast afterwards saying that he is Johnny Gargano is their single like the best performer like WWE has ever had. <laughs> I I, no, that. no, no, no! Like in that. terms of just like an actual in-ring performer, yeah. and just like just bring up match quality. Like nobody has yeah, more five star. Nobody has more five star matches than Johnny Gargano, huh? you know. And uh, that 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 means something, whether or not you agree with whatever Meltzer says. That He's actually, Johnny wrestling. Yes, and it's kind of a shame for me to have Johnny Gargano not even be in my top ten wrestlers of the year, considering his injuries and just in general. Because to me, he is Johnny Takeover. Yeah, and you can only have so many takeovers in a year and as like I did four. Yeah. And he missed and he for the he missed a takeover for the first time in his entire Sounds lazy career. to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You take a neck bump on the hardest on a very hard part of the stage. The hardest part of the stage. Just uh but yeah, my best the best match. I also have some honorable mentions. Go for it. Uh so like uh Kazuchiko Okada versus Will Osprey, G one day seven. That's a great match. Kodobushi versus Jay White G1 Finals. I'm that the same the point that I illustrated earlier. Tetsuya Naito versus Shingo Takagi G1 Day 14. John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii G1 Day Six. That was a good one. I like that one. Yep. David Starr versus Jordan Devlin OTT fifth to that. year anniversary show. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole Takeover 25. Some might say it was an even better match. I don't think so. <laughs> Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, AW Double or Nothing. Walter versus Tyler Bate, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff 2019. That's a whopper of a match. Nick Jackson versus Ray Phoenix, AEW Dynamite, November 20th, 2019. And John Moxley versus Darby Allen, AEW Dynamite. So if you want to watch some of the best matches of the year, according to Michael Vergara and City Wrestling Radio, those are the matches to watch. Oh, and Kenny Omega versus Joey Janela. Who? AEW Dark. Who? Mm. Come on. I don't think it was great. Anyways, okay, Jose. Uh, like I said, I was up late last night studying, and I ran into this one match with Will Osprey and uh, Saito. Is that correct? The it's the match where he got a stinger in his neck or he oh, tweaked his neck. Yeah, and he continued on with the match, hurt, and still with the with the with the work that he does and how he performs. If you get any type of minor injury, you can't pull this stuff off. No regular human being could. Anyway, Will Osprey did. Yeah. That's my number one match of the day. But I do have some good honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah. Dr. Wagner Jr. versus Duke <laughs> Demon Jr. That was pretty good. That effing match. Oh, my God. I'm glad we got some Mexican representation up in here. 
good lord, that match. Please go look for it on YouTube or whatever platform or, you. Second best use of a cinder block, man. A cinder block uh, in a motion. <laughs> Followed by that one. Dude, this, just it's the, the bloodiest. Well, he's like cutting I've his seen. hair too with like all the blood. Yeah. Barely uh, cut yeah. his hair too. That's the thing. And the Blue Demon's mask, how saturated it was in blood. It was just ridiculous. I'm like, please stop. Yeah. Please stop. <laughs> cut it out, guys. Okay. Uh, let's move on. I'm going to start with uh, the, my favorite female match of the year. Um, I'm going to go with uh, probably the only <laughs> match that was on this card that did anything good. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks, Hell in the Cell. Uh, Hell in the Cell. Really? Yeah, I thought I they went... Just- it, I okay. could I could have picked uh, WrestleMania because you know of the the level it was the main event of the the women main event in yeah. Mania. I could have picked the Rumble because it was fun. We were but, too fucking dead by that main event. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch really brought it in that match, um, and maybe because the rest of the card sucked, that it really stood out. I'm beginning to feel that way. But nonetheless, I thought it was a great match between the two, and Becky Lynch retaining, and Sasha Banks going to SmackDown. So eventually. Yeah, uh, my the best women's match of the year, according to me, was the women's war games match in NXT War Games 2019. Oh, damn, that was I thought the drama involved with the just two, the fact that there was only two in the face side made and uh, the and the whole uh, Dakota Kai angle with Tegan Knox. I thought everything about this match was super well done. The Io Shirai moonsault from the top on everybody. Yeah, I thought. I just thought Rhea Ripley just came out just looking like a fucking one of the biggest stars they've ever like NXT has. Like she she felt like their like their ace, not just in the women's division, but the entire division. I just felt some of the, the people like Rhea Ripley shouldn't be a face. And I, I don't know. I, I think it's oh. hard to see her the like leader of the face side unless she was like more. I feel like she should be more dominating when talking to the other faces. And too. I think I didn't think so she flipped that switch. I mean, so. she just ha- I think she just had to be faced by proxy concerning who she's up against. You know, they had to find a way to get the title on her Yeah. Um, with Shayna Baszler, who is no slouch either, Shayna Baszler. Like, I have my criticisms about Shayna Baszler, uh, like, about, like, how she's just, like, she's running roughshod through this entire division. She beat everybody and all this, but she hasn't beaten Ray Ripley. And when Ray Ripley beat Shayna Baszler... She beat her. She, um, Ray Ripley just got into a level, got into the level where she should be at, you know? Everything was just super well done. And that NXT War Games match just made her look phenomenal, and leading into her title match. And I thought Candice LeRae, my goodness. The like pint-sized pixie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're calling her like now. She's, she's, um, she was also in second place for most improved because she really stepped up her game as soon as, you know, as soon as the lights were on in terms of NXT going to USA. I remember that fatal four-way match. I thought Candice LeRae, like, she, like, she really stepped it up that year, yeah. too. Um She's but, still got. I think they're just starting her push, though. Yeah. I think they're going to turn Ripley heel, and they're going to have Candice Larry take the title off her. Yeah, sure. Um, but this NXT War Games, it was also an amalgamation of how fucking awesome the NXT women's roster is. Yeah, and how superior. Oh, Bianca Belair. Yes, Bianca Belair. Io Shirai. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was more. Other. <laughs> I just thought Io Shirai, and I got lost. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Io Shirai, you're Jose. Your favorite women's match of 2019 would be the ladder match from NXT uh, oh. a couple weeks ago. Yoshirai versus I blank Mia Yim. There you go. That was your your way. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. That was the best. I, I don't really keep up with NXT as much as you guys do. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're I, about to. I have chores. Uh, but this actually stood out as my favorite all year. I was gonna say Mania. Yeah. yeah. Because of full emotion. Yeah. But you know, 
I, I love a good ladder match. Didn't, uh, Charlotte come in a fucking helicopter and that? Yeah, she did, right? In Mania. Oh, yeah, she did. Well, the way she was crowbarred in that, that's what took points away from it. Well, they were trying to get both the titles onto Becky. And yeah. They were like, fuck it. That's the thing. That's why, like, one reason why I picked New Japan. Never mind. I was going <laughs> to talk about something before. But it's like, you see how inconsistent WWE is? They're like, fuck it. Let's put both titles on Becky. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or is New Japan be like, no, we have to wait and, like, let's... Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure this, like, there's gonna be someone walking out of Wrestle Kingdom with two belts. Yeah, but um, this has probably been planned for a good year. Yeah, so months at least. Um, let's see, and uh, yeah, that was. I mean, Mia Yim busting her fucking face open on the lat on the. Oh my god, dude! She literally ate it. Oh, that, she's and like, well, I feel like I'm, she was concussed I'm, half I'm the time. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Because uh, somebody was helping her back. Who was it that was helping her back in the ring? Anyways, it was, I, I don't know. Anyways, um, my favorite tag match of 2019. There's only one. Some might say the best. There's I'm, only one. I'm going to have to go back to my favorite pay-per-view, and that's NXT TakeOver Toronto. Oh. That's the first match of the night, the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. Wow. Um, I actually rewatched this whole match this morning, and it reaffirmed everything I believed about this match. It was a great starter. Um, it went, like, fucking, it, it really just got everyone out of their seat to start the show, and it was a way to kickstart what was my favorite pay-per-view of 2019. Okay. My match of the year. Your tag team match of the year. My match of the year. Oh, really? Escalera de la Muerte. Escalera de la Muerte. <laughs> what if it wasn't, Corey? How, how I would dumb have, would you I have felt racist. <laughs> no. Dude, this no, match had everything. Spot monkey heaven. I don't care who's, who hears that. Uh, I love this match. There's nothing, yeah. nothing missing from this. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I think it was the second match, right? They did. Yeah. The first one was for the AAA tag titles and the second one, yeah. So yeah, best tag match of the year. I'm gonna have to repeat with Jose saying the Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers, Escalera de la Muerte at AEW all out. For one reason, well one of the many reasons, a Canadian destroyer off oh the ladder god. into a ta- onto the table. Oh yeah. my god. That's all I really need to say. <laughs> it, it was awesome. It was too. it was a great match. Also I, Nick I, Jackson getting Dakota Kai like that. <laughs> what? So like he was going into two tables, but only one of them broke, and his oh, head hit the. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That was scary. I Very mean, scary. it was it was a great. It match, was the best match in that in that entire pay per view. Yeah, did they break a ladder on on this one, or was that? I'm sure they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, like breaking in half. They were like, "Fuck!" That happened before. We didn't get. The I think that ladder. happened. Uh, that happened recently. It was yeah. the New Day match. Yeah. Let's move on to our next category, which is the most underrated. Uh, wrestler or underrated thing of wrestling in 2019. Jose? Since we're following the thread, Ray Phoenix. Underrated? Most underrated. This guy does he, he does work in Mexico, Japan, Impact, uh, AW. He's going to show up on WWE soon, and he's going to be on the cover of Serial pretty Jose, soon. And Jose, that is an excellent choice. <laughs> this guy is just everywhere. And he works, he, he never takes a day off in the ring. And he should be the guy, but he's being booked like a heel in yeah. AEW. Yeah, yeah, And then to me, I think that's one of the biggest, one of the biggest fallacies that AEW has been committing is really just wanting the Lucha Bros to be heels. And well, just- that's because... Penta Jr. is very heel looking. I, but then he's he's so fucking badass though. You can't help but like the, the yeah. whole Sarah Mieto thing, his look, like you can't just you can make that into a heel, but it's just I just don't think I think everybody's just outright rejecting it because of how cool it is. Yeah. yeah. You know, like 
he's pretty much like it's like Batman. It's like making Batman a villain, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. Just th- when you have a look like that, when you have that much charisma, being your like you're gonna have pushback of being booked like a heel. And when you have Ray Phoenix being just one of, if not the top babyface performers in the world today. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just sort of you're just not booking to their strengths, and it's just like you would expect more out of AEW to realize that. Totally, totally. And so, uh, still early. We, we have time to you know yeah. expand on that Fuck universe. Dude. That actually um, might be my choice too, but I already made a so decision. Yeah, most underrated. He's not utilized Excellent the way choice. he could be. Um, but my choice uh, would have to be Kyrie Sane. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Kyrie Sane, one half of the Kabuki Warriors. In fact, I would lump the Kabuki Warriors as underrated as in general, but. I just think that she, Kyrie Sane has just been super miscast as a heel because I don't like looking looking at Kyrie Sane. She just has that babyface energy that like hell even even like better than what they have with Riho in AEW. I heard just seeing her live, you doing that elbow, doing that diving elbow, best in the business. I just think she she deserves way better than what she got, and, and like unfor- and she had an unfortunate end. In 2019, with the whole TLC match yeah. and her having, you know, having that concussion yeah. and being not medically cleared for foreseeable future, can't even walk down the ring. Yeah, um, him, her taking that freaking table spot against Charlotte Flair, which she's like, please don't, I know. please don't. <laughs> Charlotte's like, ah, uh, yeah, slap, and, and then slapping her for not selling that spear. But um, I just think there's so Stupid. much more. There's so yeah, there's so much more to <laughs> offer with Kyrie Sane. Um, same can be said about Asuka, but I think. Oscar is a bit on the. I don't want to say she's like older, like she's not like she's she's not in the twilight of her career. That's I think it's it's not. You can't say that about Oscar, but I can seasoned. Yeah, she's a little bit more seasoned than that. She's a little bit more established, but I do think there's down the road. I do think Kyrie Sane has that has that uh has that level of charisma of being one of the top like baby faces in that women's division right now. Like her being heel as good as she is at it, or at least what she's what she's working with. Mm-hmm. I think there's more. I think there's more to be, you know, more I, to be I, done with uh, Kyrie Sane. I really like her gimmick. Her gimmick switch. That's, yeah, I that's think, much improved. Yeah, it, like, it's looking better. I yeah, think, I didn't like the whole sailor thing, and she came I out with a spinny thought, thing. I thought it was unique. I thought it was unique enough, and I thought she like she embraced. That's the thing. She embraced it very, very well. Oh, yeah, and took, she's oh, very good at that. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so like she and I thought I do miss her old song now. It's a great song, yeah. and like oh. yeah, makes me want to play Soul Calibur. <laughs> Definitely. No, but you know how she rocks the belt around her neck like a necklace? That's dope. Yeah. Dude, again, WrestleMania. WrestleMania boat. Kyrie saying she needs to come <laughs> back and just enter on a boat like Rusev. No. I, with like, the I, like, I like what she is now. I like the umbrella. Anyways, let's move on. Oh. She could still be have a little bit of that and still be a sailor. She's going to be a pirate this time, like an actual pirate. That, that makes more sense, yeah. She's going to be Barbosa. Ooh, or Cervantes. Exactly. Uh, my pick for underrated... Is, uh, oh, I actually have some. Um, oh, I'm sorry, no, I got uh, some yeah. honorable mentions here. Uh, Walter, Tyler Bates, those guys need to be. They need to do something with those guys, considering the match those two had. Well, Walter's gonna be main, uh, main roster in three months tops. Okay, I would. I hope. So. Well, not main. I hope not main roster. Not, I hope Ron, Vince Ron's loves that there. look, dude. Let's hope. So. Hey, I hope, this guy. I hope so. He has a very old fashioned thing about him. The thing about Walter is that he doesn't want to live. Move, like he doesn't yeah, want to live out, out of Europe. So he kind of has that. He wants tone. to live okay. in Europe. That's, well, but, that's like his main thing. He'll he'll move when they slap that money across his face. That's true. Could be. Yeah. But underrated, I, uh, one of the honorable mentions that I feel like, again, there's so much to choose from considering how WWE just operates. Damien Priest, I think Damien Priest, he has 
His gimmick is not great. It irks a lot of people. But then once he gets into the ring, I think a lot of people just sort of, sort of just brush. No, bro- no, brush. Is, is his- that the Hawkeye guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The okay. Archer of Infamy. Mm-hmm. But then once once he actually wrestles, that dude actually has really good quality matches. Yeah, he's good. He's good. Um, and he's tall. And I just feel like if you give this guy, you give this guy the Baron Corbin push. I think mm-hmm. your quality. I think your quality of show drastically, drastically goes up. Mm. You know, and I think, and I think like uh, the, he's Damian Priest is one of those guys that they want to push in NXT, and I think they let's get. I I'm more than willing to give him a shot. Honestly, yeah. yeah too bad he's not six six or six eight. He's pretty tall. He's pushing, very tall. Pushing six eight. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> six six or six eight. Oh, okay. The thing in WWE, they don't say six seven. Oh yeah, that doesn't exist. Well, no, um, they said somebody was six seven recently. Um, Braun Strowman. I think it was Dominic Dijakovic. Okay, he can be six seven. <laughs> okay, the blonde haired white guy can be six seven. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Or my pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> I'm just skipping this. Raul Mendoza. Ooh, he's my pick for most underrated person. Motherfucker, hmm. um, he owes me six hundred dollars. He does. Um, but uh, my our money's always on Mendoza. But the thing about him is that he's probably one of the better wrestlers that hasn't gotten pretty much one win in 2019. And, um, you know, it's it's he's great. Every match he's ever been in, he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, but he's he's taking it for what it is. He's still just keep going and taking the loss. And he's a journeyman. Yeah, you appreciate that. I, I like that. There's a lot of people on the WWE roster I can give honorable mentions to, like Ali. This has not been a good year for him. Uh, He's yeah. super underrated. Um, you, Apollo Crews, fucking even Dana Brooke. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, my pick, Raul Mendoza. And uh, that's when we move on to, uh, ooh, best social media account. Oh, speaking of Dana Brooke, that, that is the award I gave to her. Oh, because of her use of social media, her thirst for Dave Batista. Yes, her thirst for for Drax. This has sparked more interest by the writing team at WWE, and now she's getting outfit changes. She's getting updated looks. She's getting the she's push. getting attention. And Batista's going in the Hall of Fame. Or did he last year? Or was this no, year? no, no. He's supposed it's to go this, this year. year. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought that was very coincidental that they have it at the same time. Like she texts him, and all of a sudden he's going into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so cool. they're both going to push. Yeah, yeah. So uh, they broke. Good job. What do you use social media to your advantage? That's that's very true. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I had a tie um, because these so, two social media accounts are both pretty fun, um, and they're not run by anybody in the wrestling business. Oh my god! Don't say Seth Rollins. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, it's the it's the AEW Dynamite on TNT and SmackDown on Fox accounts um, because oh, they're yeah. fun. They <laughs> rip on. No, you're, Michael's shaking his head because um, I think the SmackDown on Fox account, it goes after Raw like viciously sometimes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it has that like brand supremacy actual feel to it. It's because Corey Graves runs, runs that one. It could. He could be. But I think it's someone at Fox. Maybe yeah. CM Punk. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Honestly. Okay. Um, but in the AEW Dynamite on TNT one, I mean, they interact with fans more so than I think any other social media account. They retweeted me once or twice. They need to exactly. fucking, their, their, their social media account. In fact, AEW in general needs to update their uh, update their websites with, uh, with photos straight after or like right after dynamite some of us are making thumbnails some okay. of us are making thumbnails and we need those pictures um but honorable mention i want to give a call out to the person who called out 
Jim Cornette on Twitter this year um, for the comment he made on NWA Power. Mm-hmm. Um, he is. Uh, I'm surprised it hasn't gotten a mention for like best like weeklies. Well, what NWA? Yeah, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Uh, at Seahawk, uh, his name's Uncle Nephew Cam is his name on Twitter, and also my other uh, honorable mention, MJF. Oh, MJF. I mean, I mean because of the freaking, he screenshotted some DMs. <laughs> he screenshots DMs. I mean, he's just relentless, just like he is in public. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't really that positive about social media, well, in general, but then particularly in wrestling. So I'm just going to go with my default pick, which is John Cena's Instagram. <laughs> okay. It's so weird, just like John Cena. And he I just like it. tweets like ran it's like stone cold. Every Monday he he he, he photoshops Biggie Langston into pictures of Biggie, and I think that's the only good use of social media, especially at the when you're at the level of John Cena. He just wakes up early. He's and I have to talk like John Cena when I talk about John Cena's Instagram account. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Jose? Oh, you gave one. You gave yeah, it to Dana, us. Brooke. Dana, Dana Brooke. I think overall the award should go to Dana Brooke, but at this point. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, biggest news stories of 2019 because so many have happened. Um, I couldn't pick one in particular. There's just some things I want to touch on. But like real, like if we're going to get real with this, it's Roman Reigns coming back, recovering from leukemia treatment. That's really probably He's the best. He's in remission, y'all. The best, uh, most positive news story to come out of 2019. Other than that, because, you know, I want to be fun about it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, would, I would vote along the lines with you. Yeah, that, that, that is no doubt the number one headline. But AEW announcement, um, you know, them announcing AEW Dynamite. Um, CM Punk returning to WWE, quote unquote, TV. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Lars Sullivan in every sense of the word. Um, I would go as far like when the AEW announcement. I was go. I would go as as far to say the most significant would be the week one ratings. Okay, you know the 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 first the first ratings when AEW and NXT were going head to head. um, There was that little statement of resignation, like concession from WWE when before the rating came out, saying it's not a marathon, it's a sprint. I mean, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was really significant to see. yeah, no, I'm trying to like think of other like actual. News I mean, stories. this people being stuck in Saudi Arabia. That is a very significant story, you know, um, which led to the NXT invasion on yeah. main roster TV. Mm-hmm. That's another one we can uh, mention too. That whole that that Newsweek article of ROH and uh, their handling of Kelly Klein and just mm-hmm. how you know they fired her and then well, think about thinking this category about, should have been on the worst stuff show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, significant, you know, like yeah, just yeah. you know, like news stories, like something that goes beyond kayfabe. Exactly. You know what I mean, uh-huh. um, and I'm sure we're missing a ton more because a lot of shit happened. Yeah, that we just that just kind of just go by the wayside. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't think there should be a. Win- I mean, there, there's not really a winner. There's not really a winner. It's just it's something just shit that happened. Biggest yeah. shit that happened this yeah. year. Moxley, Moxley. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Talk is Jericho. I think the, the Jericho. whole the whole saga of Moxley. Like that's not just a move. It really was a paradigm shift. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion, which I will get into. Um, which I think we're gonna start getting into our our main categories here. This is gonna be. Uh, a did we have a best tag match? Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, our main, our main categories, uh, wrestlers, wrestlers of the year. We have three categories: tag, women's. Didn't we already men's. say best tag? No, no. Oh, okay, no, we did match. Okay. Yeah, we did match. Okay. Um, I, I think we'll start with best tag team of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the Iconics. No. Well, that's <laughs> no. your pick. Why? No, I'm kidding. No. Uh, uh, you, what, what's your pick? You because I follow them best, on Twitter. Yes. Uh, uh, best tag team of the year. It has to be Young Bucks. Um, well, I think as much as I complained about how they're booked, I do think they are the be-all, end-all, most significant tag like tag uh, tag team of this industry. Yeah. I think they have brought they themselves as a name and just them booking that tag team in AW, they brought brought tag team to another level in the limelight. Not just this year, but like probably this day de- a good part of this decade as well. Um and I can't ha- and as much as you know, they are a part of the best tag team match of the year alongside mm-hmm. Lucha mm-hmm. Brothers and you get you just got to give it you always just got to give it to the young bucks of what they have contributed to tag team wrestling in an industry in general you know they may not have been the best booked in all of like in in the wake of AEW but i do I, think I, they, I think that's on purpose well it's on purpose but it's also like they're playing the long game but then it's to a point where i'm just not willing to play that game mm-hmm. with them at that point but i do have to give credit where credit's due in that young bucks are the perennial tag team of the year. And I will, I could give it to Lucha Bros. I could give it to Undisputed Era, but it has to be the Young Bucks. Yeah, the Young Bucks are definitely um, changing the way we see tag team wrestling. Yeah. Whether or not, whether or not, like, in despite of their booking. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, they book themselves into those holes. Yeah. So, you know, I get super props. They're revolutionizing. They're yeah. part of the team that's revolutionizing pro wrestling as we've seen it. Absolutely. It's very much a work in progress still, though. Yeah, but I'm going to give it to the Lucha Bros. Yeah. They're they're amazing as yeah. well. Start the year at Impact, go to tri- uh, AAA, make the rounds in AEW. These guys are just they can do no wrong t- in my eyes. And a shout out to Proud and Powerful as well. They they more or less had the same road that the Lucha Bros have. Mm-hmm. Like start like they they were LAX. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. fucking awesome. Santana Ortiz Ortiz is awesome. Santana is awesome. They had a hell of a match at Impact. Of course, yeah. yeah. Against against the Lucha Brothers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and. Uh, Quick shout out to Birds of Prey, which is uh, William Os- Will Osprey oh, and um, Robbie Eagles. Robbie Eagles, those yeah. guys. I, I, I just don't I'm, like Robbie Eagles. <laughs> it's just like it's, I'm glad uh, Will, fact, Will Osprey didn't. Stuff down. I, I'm glad that Will Osprey d- was not in the tag league, considering how much bo- that guy has like put his body throughout. Through He's like not Mike, not doing it. And it's, it's, good, it's a good thing he didn't. Me and Piggly uh-huh. are going to take the Tom off. Um, Save up for Hiromo. <laughs> Uh, big props um, to Noob Day, seven-time yeah, champions. You can't. They always make the list. Yeah. Um. Who else was there? Oh, it's it's coming back to me. It's gone. Uh, it's I'm gone. gonna make my pick. Okay. Let me just give the revival a shout out. Because yes, revival. They had the foresight to know to ask for their releases early. They didn't get it, but they they know what's coming in the future. Twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, my pick for a best tag team of the year. And uh, fight me, it's fine, but it's the Viking Raiders. <laughs> oh, they're cool. Oh, no. Uh, cosplay Inc. them as worse. But um, Viking Raiders, oh, they won now. the... No, no, they, I have another worse one. They have, uh, they won the NXT tag titles that take over Phoenix, uh, being called to the main roster. Now, leaving the year, they are the Raw Tag Team Champions. They are the only tag team in history to hold the Ring of Honor, IWGP, uh, NXT and WWE main roster tag titles. Okay. I think you're playing by PWI rules at this point. Well, yeah. you know what? I I think they've had the best year. No, you got your choice, and I actually do respect. I definitely do respect the Viking Raiders. They could be way worse than they than they are. They're actually super workers. Seeing them they live, they could be a session. Ascension. 
Yeah, exactly. but they're not. They're actually like they put out some pretty qu- like actual quality matches. They're they're they have, really good for well, who they are in NXT, despite their name change. I would say like some like even like a little bit on main roster. I remember they had a really good match one time. Series? Oh, it was New Day. It was the the three way tag match, right? Yeah, that was that was that okay. Went, that was, was only okay. okay. That went below my expectations. Yeah, yeah, honestly, right. it was on the pre show too. Yeah. And then that whole jobber run they had. Yeah, I mean, you kind of you kind of needed that. You kind of needed that. They were building them up to build them up. Well, yeah, I guess. (laughs) But that's my pick for tag team of the year, Uh, and it's a cool chant. War. War. I mean, they had a really rocky start by being called the Viking Experience, and then the Viking, then the what, the War Raiders? No, they weren't the War Raiders. They were the War Raiders in NXT. Then they were the Viking Experience. Now the Viking Raiders. Michael, tag. Oh, did you see? I already said it. The Jung books. Uh, okay, so we're gonna go to wrestlers of the year. One A, one B. We can't really just you can't really pick who's better, um, but we picked one male and one female for one A and one B. Would anyone, Michael? Would you like to start with this one? Why? Well, yes, I will, Corey. Okay, thank you. Uh, best best male wrestler of the year would have to go to John Moxley. Thank you. Oh wow! <laughs> it would have to be John Moxley to me. I think this guy. He he was 2019 to me, uh, behind the scenes and and um, beyond the curtain as well, mm-hmm. um, because his it, it, what a story you know like this is a guy who was just floundering, like just floundering the first half and then just rising up like a fucking phoenix. No, no pun intended for Ray Phoenix, who was probably my, well, my number two. Um, him him going to talk as Jericho and him kind of reaffirming every criticism I had to um about wwe like that that does count for something i know it's a weird thing to like actually like seeing that as a metric for like being wrestler of the year but to me honestly like he he is the most significant wrestling figure of the year one of the most significant wrestler wrestling figures of the year because of that podcast and also him becoming my main point is him becoming the amalgamation of showing your true potential outside of WWE and establishing the fact that you don't have to be in WWE to become your best self and him going to AEW, him going to new Japan, hell him doing indies around like the Eastern, like the East, like Eastern side, riding his bicycle through the desert mountains of Las Vegas. Yes. Yes. And him having those killer matches at the G one, him upsetting uh, Tetsuya Naito in that match thing. And like, when I saw that, I was like, Oh shit, dude, (laughs) they're really going with him and him having a a match of the year contender with uh, Tomohiro Ishii. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then having him cut these killer fucking promos in AEW dynamite, him just, just having just really just just having fun out there yeah, honestly yeah, him yeah. like just being his best self as he would say on uh, like on talk as jericho and i think that that story of him of, and and that in and of itself is what's kind of in my opinion probably is going to define the rest of the decade going into 2020 seeing that you don't like the wwe can sign as many of the best wrestlers in the world as they want yeah, but to really, but to really, but he, what he really did was drive the point of being the best wrestler. You don't, you, you don't have to go be in WWE to be the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, yeah. And I think that has been a significant part of this decade. It's going to be a significant part of into the next decade. Yeah. And I think John Moxley really goes, really just hammers that point of listen, baby. Not every wrestler was made in WWE. Yeah, baby. No, him hammering the point that like this is, this is the way. <laughs> yeah, you know. 
The Cole Mandalorian. Yeah. Jose. Uh, yeah. Male wrestler of the year. I agree. Battling the staff infection and coming back in record time. John Moxley. The, all the gummy chews. Yeah. And, you know, I think, Michael, you touch on pretty much every base. Uh, but let me just give a shout out to Daniel Bryan. He had a great year. Good year. Good year. The, the, the rebound that he made, um, the character switches, uh, being able to carry all of that and still be new and innovative. Mm-hmm. Um, even now, you can see a change in his actual wrestling in-ring style. Yeah, It's going to be for the better. This guy's going to have a great 2020. I and I think he's actually found his voice backstage. He's like the Buster Posey of wrestling. He's there you like, go. He's like, I'm switching from you know behind the play. I'm going to go play for face. Yeah. yeah. That's fine. That whole, that I think, whole, yeah. I think he knows how to talk to Vince now. And I think he has more creative influence over his own. God, character. I hope so. Daniel Bryan with leverage would be the most untouchable. I think he's found his voice. I think he, he I mean him him not wanting to wrestle at TLC. I think that mm-hmm. was a that was a big that was a big point to make on his part. Him um, just thinking it's too early to him for him to fight the fiend, and well, then them finding a way for him, and then him solving that Royal Rumble issue again. Well, look at like, he um he he dropped the title to Kofi at Mania. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can say what you want about that title run, but how many people? Especially in Kofi, when with Kofi in his position that he was throughout history, how many of those main eventers would have been like, "Oh yeah, I'll drop the title to him." Yeah. You know what I mean? There's yeah. so many people yeah. in the past been like, "Hell no, I'm not dropping the title yeah. to him." You better t- take it out of my contract. Oh, or, I, f- I find Hogan. that hard. I mean, I'm just I find that hard to believe. Shawn Michaels, today. Hogan, Triple yeah. H, yeah, of, of like of that <laughs> of a bygone Nash, era. Oh, Goldberg, gosh. probably. Yeah, no, no, those people. Yeah, of course they wouldn't. But then like That's that what goes, I'm yeah, it goes to show how much of a team player maybe Batista, Randy Orton. You know who would have said? You know now Randy Orton will lose to. Uh, Kofi when he was no, champion, yeah. but you know, but w- would he drop the belt to Kofi? Probably not. No, it's yeah. really kind of depressing how lack of Kofi Kingston we've mentioned throughout this entire yeah, podcast so we'll, far. We'll get there on another show. Uh, I mean, we got to do. I feel like I got to give. We got to give props to that WrestleMania match. It was the best match on that show. It was a good. It was Daniel Bryan versus mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston. People went crazy for that finish. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, we were in that bar. I, I was involved. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, in, invested in that yeah. match. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, uh, am I? I guess John any honor, Moxley. Honorable man. Oh, you John Moxley you picked, right? Uh, yeah, I picked John Moxley. Uh, Brian's number oh. is right there. I do have a top ten, but you go for it. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, my male wrestler of the year is uh, is Chris Jericho. Yeah. yeah, you know, okay. uh, this has been the year of the Lionheart. Uh, Jericho has been the most consistent, uh, has the most consistent year on the top of the ladder in multiple promotions. He began the year at Wrestle Kingdom 13, ending his almost seventh seven month run as IWGP Intercontinental Champion, cementing his legacy as probably the most dominant Intercontinental Champion of all time in any promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, he um, he went on, uh, he lost to Tetsuya Naito. Eventually, at that night, I mean, uh, he dropped the title to the same person who he won it from. Um, New Japan, he, he kind of fell because I don't know. Naito, even though he's really he, he's really injured. Naito, also yeah. right now. Um, I would say he has been injured throughout. No, no, no. Entire, I'm not ripping on Naito. Um, I'm saying I feel like years past Naito's kind of felt into obscurity. And now he's kind of coming back into the fold after that Chris Jericho match. I think it's because it's, it's Wrestle Kingdom season. People want that moment, and I want that moment. Uh, he then went on to AEW, where he beat former IWGP champion Kenny Omega, earning himself the number one title shot, or number one contendership. Uh, then he won the title August 31st, 2019, in the Sears Center. Um, go on then to lose the title, but not lose it in a no. wrestling match, losing it in an Omaha Steakhouse. <laughs> okay, that's a strike. Um, but no, I, that's, honestly, that's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, it br- it brought like 
It that's brings, one of the biggest news stories too. We forgot. To yeah, that's that. one of the anyway, biggest news yeah. stories too. Like totally. it brought this sort of mythological status to that title. Now mm-hmm. it's like okay, now it's been going through some shit and like all this other stuff. But it has, it's, it's, it's it's building history towards that title. But him winning the title, the accomplishment wasn't just winning the title. It was the fact that AEW was ready to put kind of Jericho as the quote unquote face of the company. He now leads the his own stable, the Inner Circle, uh, formed with him, Sam Guevara, Jack Hagar, Santana Ortiz into 2020. Still. The AEW World Heavyweight Champion. Yeah, his yeah. promos every week are just awesome. Yeah, and that's it's the thing. just he's just so natural. Yeah. You know, he's he is by all accounts like just the natural veteran in that locker room, and so, like he is. I don't want to say he's the locker room leader, but he kind of is the locker room leader. In yeah, that didn't he bring up that regard. that whole thing about tagging in and out? Like, oh yeah, no, he brought he brought himself into that. Like, hey, listen, we got to do this, we got to do like mm-hmm. for, and for the better, honestly, because yeah. that has been one of the main criticisms. Like holding about ropes AEW. and yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's that. That is a very, very good choice for uh, wrestler of the year. Now, yeah. one person that had just we've always been bringing up, but I, for some reason, we just didn't choose. That I actually, was it was kind of interesting. It was Will Osprey. Oh, well, he was he was going to be like my him and John Moxley were in my yes. yeah he's on my one list, A yeah. one B yeah. like he was the well, list one B and one C but yeah. yeah but then like I think it's I feel like we should just bring up why he wasn't like actually like match like a wrestler of the year on our uh, maybe win loss record I would go as far as to say character yeah honestly yeah. like he just he is just a I mean I don't want to say he's just a great a great wrestler but then like he he just had a bunch of really really great matches. And he yeah, brings, we, but then he, he he's he wrestles in New Japan. He carries a sword around him. Mm-hmm. He's his character work has. We, we don't know who he is. Well, well, we know who he Not is. Really. Just like he's just a really great, fantastic. One yeah, of, yeah, one yeah, of the, yeah. he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, yeah. like I still like, I, I read his tweets. You know, I, I, I watch him wrestle, but I still don't remember what his voice sounds like. Oh, he sounds like this. Sure, yeah. that's what I would imagine. <laughs> we met him a few times, so yeah. No, he's um, among he's none, and then same thing as we have to mention. Be, yeah, you kind of have to mention too. Even though we probably don't want to, Seth Rollins has had a pretty good year. Yeah, he's he's had a good year. I mean, I like just personal really his personal life. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I mean, he was the Universal Champion. Yeah, he was. Uh, he's dating Becky Lynch. He's engaged, engaged to Barry Lynch. <laughs> Barry Lynch? No, Becky oh. Lynch. <laughs> Her uncle. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, Will Osprey. He has to get. He has to get his due. He didn't yeah. win, but he is. A, he is the best. He's just not the face of the company. So I, it's yeah, hard for me yeah. to. Uh, Ray Phoenix, uh, yeah, for yeah. reasons that we've illustrated earlier. Same reason, though. Shingo Takagi, I want to give a special shout-out. That dude is killer. Oh, he had his breakout year, for sure. Yeah, he's definitely... like If there was a breakout year, it has to be Shingo Takagi. Again, Chris Jericho. Um, Adam Cole, that dude yeah, yeah, is... Tough that yeah. dude is leading that NXT ship like no other. I want to get... Kota Ibushi, you know, yeah. that guy, he is... He is on the precipice of being a major star. In fact, I think if he's not if he's not winning winning Wrestle Kingdom as you he's, think, he's beating he Okada, win. right? I think I think Okada's winning that match. Really? I think I think Kota Bushi and Jay White for January fifth. But um, uh, also give a shout out to Matt Riddle. I know you have your uh, have your opinions Horse about Dick. him. Well, he made my list. Just won't be on this show. How is he? How is <laughs> oh? I, I am complete, I'm baffled by that statement. Horse but he's got a horse. Dick. That guy. I think he's someone to watch out for in 2020. I think he's oh, we'll had he's had some killer matches as well. Uh, who else? And then Nick Gage. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, uh, Wolverine. Yeah. No. No. Nick Gage, the um, GCW, he has been their GCW champion for a very long time. Hardcore he, matches. Oh, oh, oh. He's, he's the guy. He's like, yo, I'm fucking from New York. You better fucking like my match or I'm going to come home and physically do some 
bodily harm to you. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say his matches are great, but like, but like when you see him, he's he's like, not my What's style. Up, motherfucker, yeah. That guy has that guy leads a fucking crowd like no. He's other. a face too. Yeah, which is awesome. I love Nick Gage. Yeah, Nick Gage is awesome, and he's in he's in the top ten. He's in, he feels, should be in any. Top I feel 10, safe when Nick Gage is around. <laughs> For real, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. You saw him live. You saw him kill David Arquette. I that did year. see him kill. You him. think that has to be part of like that was twenty eighteen. So oh yeah, from yeah. who's who's the uh, guy on Impact that looks like Wolverine? Oh Brian Cage. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, which you know he he deserves some mention too. I guess yeah, well, he, he's had a pretty good. He, year. Uh, we just mentioned him right now, so, but not for what we male wrestlers of the year: John Moxley, John Moxley, and, and Christopher Jericho. Mm-hmm. Christopher Irvine Jericho. Now let's move on to female wrestler of the year. This uh, was a tough one. It was. Um, and now I, I'll do. You, when you, Jose, do you want to go first? Here? Sure, yeah. I'll go okay. first. Um, there's many women that have had amazing matches. There are many women who have. Uh, carried companies. There are many women who are new additions. This is the year that a women's inaugural. Yeah, this is the year a women's main of a women's match main event at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. going Stephanie on that, Man created it. Remember? Yeah. It's Becky Lynch. Oh, two I know, years in a row. I know I might get uh, a little shade because of the latter year that she's had, but think about all the accomplishments that she's made throughout the year as a whole. Becky Lynch is the man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she she is. I, yeah. She's had a great year. That's a, a fair enough choice. Um, I I would I wouldn't choose her mostly due to the fact of the last. It's lousy booking. It's not last, her fault. Last couple of months that she is. I mean, but then she hasn't really. And she's using it to an advantage. Well, how so? How she's mentioning I'm not used on TV. They they want to protect me. Um, th- these last couple. Oh yeah, of these t- the tag matches. Like yeah, yeah. They're they're keeping me safe now. That's the worst thing that could they could do to yeah, me. I'm a that's fighter. some good stuff. That's I want Oscar. Stuff. I want Oscar now. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Michael, I think you and I have the same choice. I, I we probably do. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Um. um I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll say it. Uh, Impact Wrestling's Tessa Blanchard. Tessa Blanchard. Oh, see, she was number two over here. I think what she has done, actually, like she is what I think Becky Lynch tries to be sometimes, which is somebody who is a beyond the divi- the women's division. Well, she's kind of an amalgam of Charlotte and Becky. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. But then you add the that damn. Blanchard name. DNA in there but so like she has been like you know how there's women's divisions and how like you know they are in its own island She's or changed. more or less its own island within that promotion Tessa Blanchard I think she is the face of an entire promotion so honestly on, on, in, on impact two promotions She's WoW's champion. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Yes. So she like she is above and beyond. Like for her to like have that have the level of matches she's been having with Sammy Callahan. In fact, if we're going for feud of the year, it that is secretly that like it really is a dark horse. Like she her like her year and just having the quality of matches she's had consistently on Impact. Um, she is just at another whole another level than everybody like out there. Honestly, like Tessa, like the, her confidence, her her like. Her willingness to win and the fact that she is going to become like the main champion for for Impact, God fucking willing. They need to put the title on her. Yeah, did I see that division ladder match? Yeah, she was in. Yeah. Well, so okay, I'm gonna start off with this. Is that with a disclaimer? I think Becky Lynch is in a far higher position and more well known than Tessa Blanchard. Oh, of course. But Tessa has proved to the hardcore fans that you know that she's probably the toughest women's wrestler, but just like. Not just that, but that she's the toughest wrestler who happens to be a woman. Hmm. Um, going toe to toe with Sammy Callahan, Tessie, J- Tessie, sorry, Tessa, just like Jericho, <laughs> started the year as an Impact Knockouts Champion, dropping the title to Taya Valkyrie at Impact Homecoming in January of 2019. 
Uh, Tessa then went on to challenge Joey Ryan and kind of uh, more, we're going to start seeing more of Tessa with intergender matches. This was kind of a natural transition for her because Joey Ryan's kind of, his character's kind of chauvinistic. Uh, You know, he has the penis plex. Um, yeah, United We Stand. Later in 2019, Tessa went on to feud with Sammy Callahan at Slammiversary 17. Given uh, she did take the L, uh, their match uh, showed that they were counterparts. Uh, Tessa challenged for the Impact Wrestling X Division Championship at Bound for Glory 2019, like you just mentioned, and has a match versus Sammy Callahan at Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill. A very apt name for that promotion. On January 12th, 2020, for the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight title. And I think she's going to win that. And She uh, has to. She needs to. God this, damn it. And I think <laughs> Tessa is just not... I think she's pushed what women's wrestling can be further than Becky Lynch. And that's why I just... I it's, couldn't. It's, my, and it's kind of insane considering the fact that Becky Lynch main evented WrestleMania yeah, and won. Yeah. 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 But yeah. this has been the year of women's wrestling. So, you know, I mean, you don't see... Becky challenging Brock right now for the title, you know, what I mean? mm-hmm. and if you did, she would probably be. There was there was a moment where I kind of the, the, these guys, Becky and Brock are gonna fit, go face to face. Remember when she put um, when Brock put Seth in a hospital, in a stretcher, and then you see oh, Becky Lynch right, yeah. staring off like, man, is she gonna just is she gonna straight up confront Brock and like that? Oh yeah, get out of here! Didn't she hop on a chair to match height with somebody? I don't know. Maybe um, it was earlier in the year. Um, but, but yeah. Tessa Blanchard, she she's a killer, she is. and she had a killer of a year. And she's gonna be hard to kill. Is this gonna yeah, take us into who Honor- to watch in twenty twenty? Yeah. Well, oh, no, the, the I mean, like I got Go some, I got some honorable mentions. Go Io Shirai, complete overhaul of her character for the yeah. be- for the absolute best. In fact, she's probably my number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair, killer theme song, killer hair. Mm-hmm. She's um, on her own. Shayna Baszler, I want to give her props considering, like I have her criti- I have criticisms of her. Like I said earlier her running rough shot of that entire division, but she has really carried herself into just that, into that, into that top level. A little bit of I a think. main roster failure though. No. What do you mean? Like that main event. That Who says? Oh, that match was bad, yeah. but I think, well, how, but then, yeah, oh. but I think the way she carried herself into the build of that match, mm-hmm. like you could, you could easily fuck up Shayna Baszler real easily in that yeah. roster, main roster. But then her, her like, you know, that Survivor Series build kind of it got a, it put a little hope in me that she yeah. might fare better, and because mostly because she's a better Ronda Rousey, which is crazy <laughs> considering like Ronda the people forget people are sleeping like not sleeping on, but then like forgetting about Ronda Rousey the fact that she wrestled for them like for a good half. I mean, yeah, she stopped at WrestleMania, but she mm-hmm. did wrestle in 2019, yeah. and uh, you know she had an okay match with Sasha Banks um, yeah. at Royal Rumble. A lot of people like that match. Yeah. It did. Ronda Rousey's, I don't, I don't, I don't really like her. But. No, neither do I. But anyways. What do you mean? She's great. Uh, let's move on to what we're going to watch out for in 2020. Okay. Can uh, I um, go first? Yeah, you can. But I just want to tell you <laughs> your prediction for last year. Okay. Okay. Um, yes. Your prediction for last year. You said watch out for Velveteen Dream. Uh-oh. Which he did have a good year. Mm-hmm. He did. Uh, and your uh, honorable mention. got hurt. And then his honorable mention was Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. That was kind of a bust. That was yeah. kind of a bust. But uh, You know... Yeah, Velveteen <laughs> Dream had a decent year. He, he had the North American title. Yeah, so he's been in the best some of the best parts of t- certain takeovers. Absolutely, that tra- that Champa match was awesome. Champa. Wait, was that this year? No, that okay. was 2018. But anyways, who to watch in 2020? Tessa Blanchard. Watch out! She's about to win out. that title. Guess what? Her contract's up in August. Halfway through the year, put the title on her if you want to keep her. Yeah, the title on her if you want to keep her. And she's she, kinda, she could leave with it too. Who knows? Can't wait. It's gonna be exciting. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Tessa. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Impact on in general. Yeah, you know, considering like they have been, they have been actually. They haven't been terrible, but they have actually been pretty good. And considering the fact that they more or less pushed New Japan out of access and they have that TV deal, mm, yeah, um, they could definitely do something. They could with be it. Comp- a silent, silent competition. They, had, they could be a dark horse. Did you see that yeah, 80s too. episode? No, I heard about it, though. Okay, it was pretty okay, fun, I'll right? I could watch it. Um, okay, Michael. What was my watch out for 2020? Daniel Bryan. No, in 2019, Daniel yeah, Bryan. In 2019, am I wrong? I mean, he did a decent year. He has. Yeah. He's had quite a year. And you, you did uh, jokingly at one point say, "Watch out for our truth." So uh, we'll take that as your. Did, did I really say that? You, it was jokingly, but you did say that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you know call. that dude has been the face of the 24/7 title, which Wait, apparently, reti- is, which apparently is retired, according to WWE.com. Oh, what? Twenty-five time champion. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan and our truth. Again, am I wrong? But who are you watching out for in 2020? Again, Daniel Bryan, 2020. I think that haircut did a lot of did a lot of uh, resurgence for him. Yeah, he yeah, looks okay. like he. I Plain swear to God, safe here, yeah. he looks like a freaking. He he looks decades younger. Oh yeah, <laughs> with that yeah, haircut. Yeah. Um, so I actually do have a list here for watch out for 2020. Daniel Bryan, Darby Allen. Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, yeah. the mm-hmm. boy division, the boys division mm-hmm. of AEW. That yes, that includes Marco Stunt. I'm Don't. throwing this. <laughs> uh, I'm also looking out for Roman Reigns. Uh, I, that dude's main eventing WrestleMania against oh, the Fiend. As always, yeah. He's wrestling on the New Year's Eve edition of like whatever that New Year's show is. Uh, it's, New it's Year's Rockin' Eve. against Dolph Ziggler, which whatever. Yeah, but it's gonna get like a main attract. Like people are gonna see it. It's it's that casual, people aren't yeah. watch you aren't gonna be usually watching. Uh, Angel Garza, uh, yeah. people mm. should look out for. Mm-hmm. I think that guy has he has something in him. Uh, yeah, I like that guy. The AEW women's division, they need, they better, they better, yeah, they, they yeah, better do better, yeah. honestly. Um, I guess a Tessa Blanchard and Eo oh, Shirai. Nightmare Collective. Yeah. Watch out for them. Uh, Tessa Blanchard and Eo Shirai as well. Right. You know, for reasons that we always said, we've yeah. always been saying, and we will say again. Uh, my pick isn't necessarily. Kind of safe choices, honestly. My pick isn't necessarily uh, one person, but it's what they're going to do. It's Juice Robinson heel turn in 2020. Oh God! I'm no. putting money on it. Um, he's, he's already a, a heel by giving us giving a, giving you guff about the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, he's a Cubs fan. It was fucking weird. Um, but I thought he was a Dodgers fan. No, he okay. was a Cubs fan. Okay. I, I said, "Oh, you're a Dodgers fan." He goes, "No, nah, Cubs." Okay. It's like, well, why are you giving me shit for wearing a Giants hat in San Francisco, dude? Yeah, just weirdo. But that was the beginning of his heel turn. No, <laughs> he probably thought he was in L.A. Uh, but no, he. Where, um, where, where am I? Yeah, he went. Well, he probably was out drinking with uh, Osprey the night before. Yeah. They both looked a little hungover. Both wore sunglasses. On. They did inside. Yeah. Um, but I think this is the year he cut his hair. Um, he's going to transition into a heel and kind of, I think, going to be one of the top heels in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling that's not Bullet Club. How's, how's that gimmick going to be a heel? It's going to be a complete the reboot. Flamboy- the flamboyant one, that fucking hat of his, or he's just gonna look he like can Jay be super White. Cocky and he's just gonna end up looking like Jay White, <laughs> just knife perverting oh up. But my picks for last year um, for the watch oh, out yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Uh, where my honorable mention was Jordan Grace, um, but uh, I, my pick was Will Ospreay. Uh, yeah, nailed uh, it. Damn, yeah. nailed that's, it. That's quite the. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, uh, that was that the CWRs. The, the guys. best. Uh, this was his decade. Oh, what, what was what was his decade to us? I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, it was more just like an off-the-cuff kind of thing. What this decade meant for all of us. I want to say this de- what this decade meant was just kind of me just 
going beyond WWE. You know, I always thought like mm. throughout the throughout this decade, I was always this person. Like when I was when I would look at other promotions, saying, hey, "Man, can you imagine this person in WWE? Like how much better he could be, he or she could be." Yeah, I don't really as and as this went on, like they kind of like no. Like this person's awesome. Can you imagine this person in WWE? This person would get ruined. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Another jo- decade-defining, uh, like moment for me. Uh. I mean, not not enough can be said about CM Punk's pipe bomb. I think that's one that got that's what got me back into wrestling. That's what got a lot of people back into wrestling. One of the things, just go off that real quick with CM Punk, is CM Punk's uh, title win at Money in the Bank, uh, yeah, 2011. Huh. Yeah. So I think that was like the match that. That the just, feud that got me back into wrestling. I was yeah. like, I'm back, baby. And then Daniel Bryan, I I would consider him wrestler of the decade, in my opinion, uh, to me because he kind of he kind of just his style sort of more or less kind of just influenced a ton of people, you know. But if you really look for at the rest of the way, who had the best decade? It's got to be Brock Lesnar. Oh yeah, I was it gonna, I mean, well, he went into twenty or twenty ten as WWE champion. No, he, well, no, he went into 2010 fucking, like, being in UFC, being their champion, and then losing that champion, if you really want to, like, look at it in that certain I way. I thought he was well. WWE champion at um, nope. the turn of the century. Okay. He was WWE champion. He be, he first became champion, like, I want to say in 2014 in SummerSlam, I think. No, he I think it, no that was actually... No, it was the old title, the old uh, unified title. Yeah, that was his first title win since coming back. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar, there is a case for, like, him being, like, their top star and just, like, of that from that decade on. Well, he um, is. That's why he gets all the breaks. Um, and then uh, just, yeah. What about you guys? Um, I think it's just, it's been the resurgence of wrestling, I think, um, in general. Um, it really, this whole decade yeah. has turned I don't want to go as far now. as to say it's a golden era because, like, that's... No, it's no. Not, no, it's not a golden era, but it's definitely, like I said, it's it's a renaissance of wrestling. A little bit. You're seeing uh, the turning of the guard, even, you know, from people like The Undertaker, Triple H, Batista, Rey Mysterio, to going to people like Roman Reigns, Shinsuke Nakamura... I mean, that's always just going to happen. AJ Styles. No, absolutely it is, but that's what has made wrestling more prominent and it's yeah. it's definitely changed the way people view wrestling it's changed the way people wrestle it's changed the whole industry everyone's more competitive they're more athletic um yeah that's everything style. yeah exactly and it, everyone's healthier you know yeah. for the yeah. most part nobody's doing dr- like well, there's well, not a massive, massive all... amount of coke you know what i mean yeah, yeah people um, are taking care of themselves a lot better they're lasting longer not not you know not too not too much better but still better no wrestlers are dying at an older age now and you're yeah. right about um uh, brock lesnar it was sheamus that was wwe uh, champion in 2009 like, like yeah brock lesnar was not even a blip in like in 2010 but um one thing I have to say is the level of exposure for non WWE companies. You know, with the whole WWE network, it really they really brought forth the whole streaming. This has been sort of more or less a streaming era. Mm. Um, Rock way, did have it in two thousand three, though. Um, yeah, of course. But um, like the way new, like how WWE, the the conception of WWE network and how it made way for uh, a lot of other promotions to have their own streaming services mm-hmm. now, like. You just have like any any indie promotion or any promotion wrestling promotion. They have a le- certain level of exposure thanks to the internet. Like, it's I think just because just by way of the t- how the technology is now at the time, you just you have OB as long as you have OBS and a camera and some microphones, you can have yourself a wrestling promotion and have some level of exposure. Right. Yeah, um, that had that I think that can't be stressed enough. Uh, New Japan, I think they they might be the promotion of the decade, considering where they came from out of like the Nokiaism and now like 
now Okada, like the Okada's title win in 2012, and then just how and the Gato era. Yeah, have just more or less that kind of snowballed into its uh, in own level of significance and bringing us the best wrestling matches that has ever been. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jose? Oh, hell of a decade, honestly. Um, go ahead. This decade, it reignited a spark of those former res- uh, wrestling fans from the old WCW WWE, WWF. Some might say the type of wrestling fans that the AEW has been trying to Yeah, go the for. Monday Night Wars fans. Um, it, it, and wrestling as a whole has had this resurgence, like you guys mentioned, where it's more commonplace now. Right, um, right absolutely. It's, it's everywhere. It's, it's on every single channel. It's You can't shake it. Um, and the re- not the resurgence of women wrestling, but the emergence of women's wrestling. A realization. Before, <laughs> yeah. before it was, you know, it was a sideshow act. It was, you know, let's keep it two minutes. Right? Yeah. Diva style. Yeah. yeah. Diva search. And Michelle McCool. Give, Layla. Give props to uh, f- what was formerly known as TNA for bringing up the women's division and treating it seriously. Yeah, um, they're, they, they, they were honestly like one of the first promotions that really do take women's wrestling very, very seriously. Yeah, more seriously. Of that decade, particularly. Even though the yeah, title we can go the knockouts title. Like, we can go, like, yeah. we can go yeah. on about women's wrestling in Japan in, like, in the mid-90s mid, mid 90s and early yeah. 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, how they, some might say, still have yet to be reached. Uh, at levels still to be reached. Because there was the time where they started, like, outdrawing the men's and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, which is another story which I, you know, I wish I knew more about, but... You know, here we are. Only so many hours in the day, but yeah, so, yeah. Like give props say, to that company for even staying alive. Yeah, yeah. for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, like they say, everything is cyclical, um, and we're just seeing a, a, a. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but it, it's starting to be a little bit of uh, oversaturation. A little bit. Of, there's always going to just be one and two. Now there's too many, too much product. Yeah. So you know, somebody has to fall by the wayside, and we need to not try to, you know, uplift some of these. Companies trying to take over. Just more places for wrestlers, though. That's, That's always going to yeah. be a good thing. That's going to be a good thing, and I hope, you know. But then you're watering down talent. Well, I mean, it's just that is. I mean, there's only so much to go around if you're going to have only two promotions. The be, I think, because at the at the volume of talent going around, and you know the way the way the style has been going on, mm-hmm. the way the style like the wrestling styles has been, it's, it's only going to be better. But there's only so many spots to really fill, and how to utilize that talent, like not even to. Especially WWE not like knowing how to u- pr- properly utilize that. So maybe like if say if you're a <clears throat> Jake Atlas, even though he's kind of he's going to the WWE, like someone like like any indie like indie darling, there's always going to be you know that person. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so to have that have more options, like if I'm gonna might as well I'm gonna get lost in the shuffle of AEW or I'm gonna be the number one head honcho in Impact WWE. or or mm-hmm. Uncharted Territory or yeah. any place. Yeah, you know. Well, you know because we are who we are. We have to follow a lot of that stuff, and it, it's it's just becoming exhausting. <laughs> no, yeah, that that is also just. I think that was a realization. I want to say, like, when we first started this podcast, honestly, even though well, when we first started, there was maybe three shows on TV. Yeah, Ross McDonald. Yeah, NXT. Well, just think live. about had, just to think about that. We had a fucking show dedicated to 205 Live. What was 205 Live and NXT? But just remember, we dedicated time for 205 Live. We did. This, and it's yeah, just the ongoing rate. Of how like things are just coming and going. Content, just yeah. so much content out there. Yeah, because you're on T. Okay, Raw Monday. Yeah. Um, after dark or dark. A- AW dark. Dark yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday we have the Wednesday Night War. Thursday we get a break. We have NBA Friday Smackdown. We got Uncharted too. territory. Uh, Friday, Friday we get SmackDown yeah. and Impact. Yeah. 
and um, sometimes pay-per-views. Or is Thursday Impact? I don't know. One of those days. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they replay it on Saturdays. New Japan and Access with... There's uh, your Ring Impact. of Honors. Uh, see? <sighs> There's your... Uh, and it's only and it's only gonna get and it's only gonna and get I worse. Think, and I think worse. by getting worse, that's when we will. That's our signal to join you tomorrow, right? Okay. <laughs> Where we talk about the worst of 2019. Because you know who knows? It's not a wrestling podcast, or it's it's not a wrestling podcast once we dwell, uh, but until we dwell on the negatives. Yeah, yeah we gotta talk some shit. But this, what a hell of a year! And what it's a, going to be in, like just. In general, what we were talking about, yeah, just like yeah. some real good shit was going on, yeah. as Vince McMahon would say. In fact, I feel like that's a quote of the year. Such good shit. All right, guys. That I think shit. that about does it here for us. This was a CWREs. Thank you for tuning in. Copyright City Wrestling Radio. And no, I'm kidding. Guys, I hope to see you tomorrow. City Wrestling Radio, the worst of 2019. I'm Corey Smith. I'm Michael Vergara. I'm Jose Osegada City Wrestling J on Twitter. And we'll see you guys later. What a season. What a Bye. season. I got to turn that down before the copyright starts. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Bye.